We're not for everybody. We are for somebody who is basically looking for guidance along the way of building their website. So we're not copywriters, right? You have two options. We're not going to copyright for you. You can copyright or we can recommend somebody to work with. We have a recommended list of people, but we're not going to write it for you. Some people are full service agencies. We do the part that we do really well. So when I say eight weeks, when you come to me, you're going to have your copy ready. Shannon Schaefer is the founder of Purple Finch Studios, a small agency she runs in Pennsylvania. And today we're talking about the systems and automations she put in place to make her and her team more efficient. But more than just her team benefits, her clients get much more delightful and clear onboarding processes, communication doesn't falter, and her projects get off to a great start. The systems she's put in place can help all of us get projects off to a great start and then keep them on track. This is a resource-rich episode, so make sure to visit the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 155 to get all the great stuff Shannon is going to tell us about. Before we get started, I want to tell you about my online membership and community creator courses. So I know that when you want to learn something new, the natural thing you probably do is go to Google or YouTube. I do the same thing. And that's really great for one-off projects. I uh, used a YouTube video to learn how to change a light switch in my house. Uh, But I am not a big fan of YouTube for learning new skills, right? Because there are lots of videos on every topic. But which one is best and who do you trust What order do you even watch the videos in and will you get the support you need? These are all things that YouTube or other potentially free videos can't do for you. So uh, I started Creator Courses a few years ago with the idea of uh, just putting online courses out there. And I decided to morph it into a membership last year. So uh, stop wasting your time hunting and pecking for the right learning resources and tools. Over at Creator Courses, you can become a member and take all of the courses that we have to offer uh, included in that membership. And those courses focus on everything from just basic WordPress up to learning how to build websites without code, something you don't necessarily need to do uh, in this day and age. And all of the courses are developed by me. uh, And if you listen regularly, you know that I've been a developer for decades at this point. And uh, I have lots of experience building websites. I'm a teacher at part and I've created courses for LinkedIn learning and things like that. So uh, on top of the courses, we're also a community and members get access to forums and Slack and office hours with me. And so I just wanted to let you know about that and encourage you to join if you haven't already. Uh, listeners of the show, exclusively for listeners of the show, you can save 15% on all memberships, including the lifetime membership. All you have to do is visit creatorcourses.com slash build. That's creatorcourses.com slash B-U-I-L-D. Thanks so much. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks How did you build that today? I am very excited. My guest is Shannon Schaefer. She is the founder of Purple Finch Studios. We met at Cabo Press a few years ago, uh, and she is going to be talking to us about automation. Shannon, 
How are you today? I'm well. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Oh, my pleasure. So I'm, I was very happy. You tweeted that you wanted to do more podcasts in 2020. Uh, at the exact same time, I was like writing out potential guests for this year. So uh, it was very serendipitous that you that you tweeted at that time. Uh, so I'm really excited to have you on the show. Why don't we start with uh, who you are and what you do? So my name is Shannon Schaefer, and I run a small agency outside of Philadelphia called Purple Finch Studios. I'm a former blogger turned agency owner. Um, back in 2006, I started a blog and started writing um, using WordPress and took an eight-year journey uh, blogging and growing a blog network and then sold that. When I was finished with that, I thought, you know, there's a market here to help people, uh, small business owners, get their websites online, blogging, and content marketing. So in 2014, I started doing that. Uh, Today, we are an agency of 10, and uh, we serve mostly solo entrepreneurs and small businesses, um, actually worldwide. That's that's fantastic. So this is great. You st- you are I feel like one of the few people I know personally who was able to make blogging like incredibly profitable, right? You you created a blog network, you said and sold it. Yes. So that's correct. So I was like an OG, right? So when I started, yeah. there was there literally was no Pinterest, no Twitter, you know. So um, yeah, I, you said 2006, right? That's yeah, like, WordPress was like two years old. It was like a baby, right? I yeah. originally started on Blogger and then moved over to to WordPress, and uh, so WordPress.com originally. And as as things right. grew, I um, you know ventured out, hired a developer, and um, decided that I had to learn this if I was going to be in this space. My background originally is in finance and marketing. And so when I came into the online space, I knew absolutely nothing. Um, I just knew wow. that there was an opportunity there. So, Wow, that's fantastic. So uh, you, you blogged, you kind of learned the tools of the trade. And then when you sold your blog network, blog network you're like, I could do this for other people. Is that about right? Yeah. Um, throughout my time uh, being a blogger, you kind of have to to learn WordPress and you have to learn about servers. And to be honest, I throughout those couple years, I ran into some unscrupulous developers who kind of took advantage of mm-hmm. me and uh, decided that I had to learn it for myself and really, truly understand um, how things work. So I, in particular, know the pain points of a small business owner who maybe starts DIY um, and they grow faster than they ever imagined. And then they're like, what do I do next? And so, you know, my agency really specializes in partnering with people. So we don't just do a website and then walk away. We tend mm-hmm. to work with people who um, their website's their baby, you know, and it's it's important to them and they don't want to let go of everything. So we really partner with them. And I think my unique experience of starting out online, not really knowing anything and learning, um, you don't want me to develop your website, but I can (laughs) Um, if I had to. I'm like the worst. I I write terrible code. I could do it, but I learned, you know, so that I can. Um, One of the things I did back in uh, early 2016 was hire a full-time developer because I knew that I needed somebody who knew more than I did, but um, it's. I feel like it's really important as an agency owner to understand all the aspects of your business. 
but not necessarily have to do them. So um, I think I bring a unique perspective to the clients because I once was them. And I don't have a technical background. Uh, my MBA is in marketing and finance. So, you know, it's just totally yeah. different. Yeah. So. Gotcha. That's that's super interesting, right? Because it's true that you like you can speak the language of your client, which I think is really important. Um, you know, we we're having a guest on this season that talks about telling your story and um, or telling the story of the person that you are are your ideal client, right? Uh, and that's also incredibly important. So it's cool that you have a very similar story. And then you said that you partner with them, and I think that also as we move into an era where you can set up a website without having to ever touch code, there's, you have to bring some value, right? Because people are going to say, why should I hire you when I can just do it myself, right? Absolutely. That's one of our biggest differentiators. So we offer like a maintenance um, plan and there's tons of maintenance plans out there for maintaining plugins and your website. Ours is different because we do a quarterly strategy call to analyze their traffic and analyze what they have going on and what they might want to do for that next quarter to either increase their conversions. Um, you know, maybe there's not enough traffic coming to the site. Just we, we kind of strategize around um, what they have going on in their particular situation. So and we do that at a fairly reasonable cost because I think that's an important piece of maintenance of your website that people miss. We can update everything, but if you are stagnant for 12, 18 months, you're probably not using your website to its maximum um, capabilities or capacity. Yeah, absolutely. And th I mean, this can, this can happen to anybody. Like I have been making websites since 2000. Um, and uh, I, I have a website. It's my main business uh, at Creator Courses. And I was not blogging on it regularly because I was like, I just want people to buy the courses here. I'll blog on my blog. But I signed up for uh, an Hrefs account. Uh, full disclosure, they are a sponsor of the show. Uh, but I signed up for an Hrefs account and I realized like, oh my God, like the fact that I'm not regularly writing on my site for search engines to see is, is negatively affecting me. So I started blogging regularly uh, and, and I have an actual strategy now to get more people into my funnel. So that they'll buy my courses. So um, hiring the right person, having the right partner who understands your business and then can help you move forward is super important. Yeah, I, I definitely think that is uh, a key, like you said, going forward. People are going to be able to put their own websites online. People are going to be able to, you know, with all the builders that are expanding, um, Gutenberg, um, there's just mm -hmm. so many opportunities for um, users to to build their own websites. So I feel like that value add, um, and I feel like we've created a team that everybody has their unique. Um, I'm not a designer by any stretch of the imagination, but I can work with a designer to make sure that it's not just pretty, it's conversion-based. And mm -hmm. the developer is not a designer, but he can make sure that behind the scenes, everything is solid. So um, I, I feel like we've, we've found a little niche, um, and sometimes... Uh, You've probably already heard this story about three years ago when I blew up my company. <laughs> so I blew up my company um, three years ago, but it was the best thing. It was hard in the moment. Um, you know, I started over and um, it was hard in the moment, but it was the best thing because we've hyper-focused on what we do well and we um, maximize um, our, that has helped us, you know, to segue into what we're going to talk about, you know, hyper-focusing on what we do well and having key players has allowed us to maximize our profits with a much smaller team than traditionally needed when you're scaling an agency. 
Yeah. So actually, uh, that's a. I think that's a great transition point, right? Um, you you said that you have uh, ten. Uh, you're an agency of ten people, right? And uh, you work with clients worldwide, but I suspect that you don't offer like twenty four seven support, right? Like you're probably not. Ho- well, maybe you do. Maybe, but I assume you're not hopping on a call at like two in the morning. There, there's two things that we have. Obviously, we we have a hosting partner that is. You know mm-hmm. that we we use managed hosting with Liquid Web, so that that takes away that. Uh, years ago, we we used another great hosting company, SiteGround, but the problem was is that we would have to get on the phone and call. Now it's everything is taken care of with a ticket. Mm-hmm. So I, if I am the only one available at two a.m., it's simply a ticket. I'm not having to dig into cPanel and see what's going. You know anything? I'm just yeah. sending a, an email, and so. I'm more of a facilitator. So finding a partner like that, um, you know, has helped us be more productive. You know, so we do offer, if a site goes down at 2 a.m., fortunately, we do have uh, European staff. So it is 7 a.m. there. So we do have, not 24-7, but we do have somebody on our help desk pretty much from 4 a.m. until about 10 p.m. Eastern time. So just based wow. on our distributed team. So, yeah, that's fantastic. And I'm sure uh, managing clients like that, uh, clients of, of, I know that you have clients of a certain size and then a, a, a globally distributed team, uh, you probably have tools, processes, and automations to help you with that. Always. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. Do you remember when you started your small business? It was no small feat. It took lots of late nights, early mornings, and the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things easier? Well, my friends at FreshBooks have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumbled receipts. As a side note, I actually told my accountant the first time that I used the shoebox method and his face turned white. But in actuality, FreshBooks was one of the first things I bought when I started my business. I've been a FreshBooks user since 2009. It's easily the best accounting and invoice software for small business owners like us. Create and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Nothing is better than sending out an invoice and getting it paid in the same day. That's happened for me with FreshBooks. You can also file expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is that FreshBooks grows alongside your business. So you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. Now, there are a lot of features on this list I have here to talk about, but I'm going to pick two of my favorites. The first is late payment reminders. They are clutch. It's one less thing that I need to worry about when making sure I get paid. I don't have to keep track of exactly when I sent the invoice, and if I already sent a follow-up email, or whether or not they viewed the email, all of that is taken care of inside FreshBooks. The other feature I really like is the automated expenses. I connect my business credit card to FreshBooks and my expenses automatically get imported. They are all there 
ready for me and my accountant to review. It makes tax time easier for both of us. And it's no secret that I love automation and these two features make my life a lot easier. After doing things by hand, FreshBooks is worth the price of admission just for those two things. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. You can try it for 30 days for free. No catch, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash built it and enter how I built it in the how did you hear about us section to get started. That's freshbooks.com slash built it. That's built with a T. Thanks so much to FreshBooks for supporting the show. And now let's get back to it. Let's start with the, um, maybe some automations for uh, your clients. Do you have like a client onboarding process that's automated or anything like that? The first step that a client takes with us is, you know, obvious, most of us is filling out a form on our website, right? So from the day that a client comes into us, they're entered into an automation. So our website has a form. We ask them, how can we help them? We have drop downs and they choose the thing that we can help them with. And they are then automatically entered into an automation. So if you tell me that you need a new website or you need email marketing, you're going to get a different autoresponder. That autoresponder is delayed. So it doesn't look like it's an autoresponder. It's delayed. um, And it also has time windows. So if somebody comes in at 1 a.m. and fills out that form, we don't want them getting a response at 1.15 a.m., We have a window of time from 9 to 5 p.m. Eastern that our autoresponders work. So, and then you're funneled in. You get an autoresponder. You get a link to schedule an appointment or the appropriate um, action that you need to take based on your requirement. What that does for the customer is they always get the same experience, right? So every Mm -hmm. single customer. But also what it does is it helps your productivity of your employees. There's nothing worse than getting a new lead and saying, hey, who needs to talk to this person? Funnel around e- three days emailing it. Do I talk to this? So with this with this onboarding process or this not even onboarding, this is a, a prospect process, everything is automated. So they will a lot of times I don't even talk to a client or email a client until they until I show up on Zoom. Um, we send them a mm-hmm. link to fill out a form based on, you know, what their question is. And I review that. And sometimes that allows me to not even have the Zoom call because they're not a fit for us. So nothing's worse than jumping on a call and being like, oh, um, oh, okay, 40 minutes into it, we're not a fit for you. So by having them fill out that form prior to the appointment, it allows us to kind of um, determine if we're a fit. And then we can send a response to them saying, hey, we're not a fit, but here's somebody that might be a fit for what your needs are. So it starts as yeah. early as the initial contact. That's great. And that, like you said, that saves you a bunch of time, right? Because everything is going to where it needs to go. But then also, it's it's a good litmus test already, right? Because I'm sure, um, you know, many people who are listening, anybody who's done freelance work, you've met with somebody at a coffee shop or you've gotten on a, a Zoom call and... Uh, like 40 minutes or an hour in, you're like, uh, this is not, or even worse, maybe you get to the proposal process and you're like, oh, they're not a good fit for me. And so now you've wasted hours that you could have spent doing something else. So this is uh, this is a great uh, first step for prospects to take. Um, what tools are you using, if you, if you can tell us? I don't know if you're using something proprietary. Yeah, so yeah. we actually, so after a long time of trying to find one product that does everything that we need it to do, 
Um, we actually, up front, we use a software called Dubsado, and it is was created by a husband and wife team um, who were photographers, and they were looking for software that specifically met the needs of small creative agencies. So uh, web designers, photographers, um, and all the way to like wedding planners. So what that does is it it allows for, Dubsado has created forms and contracts. Um, it actually, we stay with Dubsado all the way through our contract and invoicing process. And then they, we use a zap to send all that information over to, to ClickUp. I wanted to mention one other thing, Joe, about um, doing your automation and your onboarding of a new prospect this way. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with progressive profiling for for people. Um, one thing is I've uh, going to websites like we used to have this really long form on our our website to get somebody yeah. into our funnel and people don't like to fill out forms. Um, with Dubsado, we fill out a form, they fill out that form and then going to that next form that I sent send them it adds on to the same profile so they aren't having to fill out the same information over and over again. And what we found is by asking them for small chunks of information along the way, we get that information faster and more. it's more complete because nobody wants to sit down and fill out this really long process to just to get an appointment with you. So it's been a really cool way for us to get more information quicker and more accurate but it's the same amount of information, but to the client, it feels less daunting. That's fantastic. And again, it goes back to kind of getting like the minimum amount that you need to move to the next step, right? Because, you know, there's like, I think there's that psychological uh, necessity for people to want to complete things, right? Like that's why you might want to have like a two-step sign-up process or something like that. I think it helps if, if you have a product or whether you're an agency, that two-part sign-up um, allows you to get information faster. It sounds counter intuitive, like, oh, we were going to ask them to do things twice, but it seems to work if we're just asking and it makes them feel like you're engaged. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and that's called progressive profiling. I will link more information to that and everything that we're talking about in the show notes over at howibuilt.it. So let's say you've your client has gone through this uh, prospect process. Everything looks great. You are ready to have the contract and invoice signed. What's next? So our contract... Our proposal contract invoice is all automated. So when it's sent out, when they sign it, they will automatically sign the contract. They will uh, immediately upon signing the contract, the proposal will come up. They make a payment um, right there at that screen. And immediately then from there, they'll get their onboarding documents. Again, we use that delayed workflow to um, so we don't seem like, oh, it's all automated. We we use that psychology, psychology around um one of the things that we don't want to do is make them think that they're always going to get a, um, we try to be proficient, but we don't mm -hmm. want to make our clients think that we're going to respond in one minute every single time. So we use these delays to set some expectations of interactions. So we have a full onboarding document that everybody gets. Um, it's a nine page document. It set, sets expectations down to how long it takes us to respond, what it takes to get us on a phone call. And if you set those expectations, some people are really afraid to tell their clients that this is how we work. But setting those expectations early 
and often, um, I think yeah. allows you to be more successful, the project to move forward. Um, right in our documents, it says, you know, this is your projective date that we will be able to go live, but it depends on you. It's blunt. You know, it doesn't say, yeah. you know, we'll do our best. It, it comes right out and says exactly how we work together. So we that's all automated all the way through onboarding, all the way through that onboarding document. Um, they get that all through it. No, no person has to touch you know, sending those um, onboarding emails. That's fantastic. And again, you're, you are automating something that can be automated, but you're also setting expectations for your client, which is like people are afraid, right, to say like, oh, I charge this much or, oh, I only answer emails at this time. But it's much better to say that upfront than to surprise your client, right, by saying like, oh, I'm not. Um, the One of the first things I say if, I'm, if I have a client um, in our meeting is, Look, you're hiring me. I have a family. I work nine to five. I don't work weekends. So if you need somebody to, if your site crashes on a Saturday and you need that, I'm not your guy. Um, and and we know immediately at that point if we're going to be a good fit or not. Everyone is not your client and that's okay. Yeah. And I think that we, as a small business, to be successful and productive, we cannot take clients who... Um, we always have, we have an analogy in our group. Um, you know, I'm the captain of an airplane and we cannot have passengers flying our plane. So as a group, when we feel like a customer may be, you know, we may be letting the customer take over the plane. We literally on Slack will say to each other, okay, um, we have a hostage situation. Our planes, <laughs> you know, we're going, we need to, we can't, we're going to California. We can't stop in Florida and Texas first. We have to get to California. So um, I think setting that, you know, those expe- expectations, and, and I've learned that the hard way because we're all afraid yeah. that we're not going to have customers. We're all afraid that, um, you know, we're going to be all sitting around twiddling our thumbs if we set expectations. So those documents up front, automating those and having that process. It also helps your team know how to respond. Um, one of the things when you grow a team is that we always want our team to be like us, you know, do things mm-hmm. the way that we do. The only way that we can do that is have those hard written rules about how the processes work. Yeah, absolutely. I love that analogy. Uh, we can't have a passenger flying the plane because you're you're absolutely right. Like it's not like if you're if you're a passenger on a plane, you're like, oh, I know we're going to California, but I just need to stop in Texas real quick. Like that's that's easy for you, right? You know how to fly the plane. Things like that have become an easy way for a team member to wave their red flag. You know, instead mm-hmm. of saying you know, customer X is being a jerk or whatever. We know that our goal is that we are always. Our goal is to get to California from Philadelphia. We have to stay on our path. If we have the, if we go different directions, we're not going to be able to work together as a team. So it also has allowed the team to be able to, to say it in a way they don't feel like they're complaining. And it kind of opens our eyes like, oh yeah, right. I'm, I'm no longer captaining the ship or the, or the plane. Somebody else is. So you can use the ship too for that analogy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, Either way, I, I, I think it's great. Um, and uh, you're right. It keep, kind of keeps morale, right? Because, like, you know, I've been in groups where, like, people just complained about their clients. And, like, I'm like, this is not healthy. Um, I was actually on the Clients from Hell podcast talking about this because I, like, tweeted that I didn't think that that was a, a website that was healthy for freelancers to regularly read. 
And like the the guy who runs the podcast over there was like, hey, let's have you on the show and talk about this. I'm like, this is great. Like killing me with kindness. But it's it's an important it's important. Like you you gotta find the right balance between like venting and then like always complaining. Yes, absolutely. And I think if you take away the customer is the problem versus this is our goal as a company, um, does it align with our goals? It becomes a different conversation. Today's episode is brought to you by Smile and their product, Text Expander. Save time typing and boost your productivity with Text Expander. You know I'm all about automation, and Text Expander is a great way to get started with automation. It allows you to create your own snippets for repetitive text you tend to use everywhere. Add the text, create a snippet, and boom, save precious time and keystrokes. One of my favorite snippets is for my address. So instead of typing out my full address and risking typos, I simply type dollar sign A-D-D-R and Text Expander does the rest, filling in my full address for me. I also have snippets for my street, my city, and my zip code. But that's not all Text Expander does. With its advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is when I type PPT. That will take whatever text I have on my clipboard and convert it to plain text. So I'm no longer fighting formatting when I copy from a Word document, a Google Doc, or a plain HTML page, like a website. I also use it for common links, email messages, which I can completely customize with fill-ins and drop-down menus, and even date calculations. I'm currently writing a book, and Text Expander has been instrumental with that. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. So pretty much anywhere you do computing. If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or automation in general, now's the time. As a listener, you can get 20% off your first year. Just visit textexpander.com/podcast and let them know how I built it sent you. That's textexpander.com/podcast for 20% off your first year. And now, back to the show. Okay, so we've gotten to the point where the client knows what to expect now. Um, do we want to, I assume from here, it's it's probably a fairly customized process depending on what the client needs, or, or do you have like a set of productized services that you offer? We do every single, obviously the delivery of the actual product is different for every client, but that is the one area where I feel like a lot of agencies could systematize a little bit more. Um, I feel like we 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 do a more budget-minded website. You know, most of our websites are in the five to eight thousand dollar range where um, for for corporate for a company that's that's inexpensive. So we have to have systems in place to allow us to move quickly through the process. So I, I met with a client um, and a and a partner that uh, a marketing partner and uh, for for lunch last week and they said, well, how how soon do you think we can get this this up and running? And I answered and the other agency answered at the same time. I said eight weeks. They said five months. And wow. <laughs> so I was like, oh wow. So we. Everything that we do has every customer goes through the same experience, whether or not the product is a 
$2,500 website or a $15,000 website, it's the same process. We have some tools that we use. Uh, we use Milano, which is okay. we, we have a project board that we use for every single client. We have a start here video where it's a video of us talking to them um, using Loom. So nice. um, we, we every client starts there. And when they start, they get a checklist um, on Milanote that the team can work together. Um, we have simplified. We've tried having portals. We've tried all these different things. And, and honestly, customers don't want to have to remember logins. They never upload things. So on our Milanote, um, and I'd be happy to share an example with you um, of all the things. It has everything that the client needs to work with us um, throughout the entire process. So while we do have some customization, the, pr- the process is pretty much always the same of what they get. And they always get that within five days of signing the contract. That's fantastic. I'm like looking at Milanote right now and it looks amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's awesome. So Milanote Loom Google Drive is this part of our, our process. It's all, um, we use that uh, exclusively as far as our, um, internally, while we're doing this part, we're using ClickUp, which uh, uh, we've we've tried so many project management. We've jumped around. I'm sure all of us have. But for today, we're on ClickUp, and um, it uh, it integrates nicely with everything that we're doing. But we don't have our clients um, sign into that side of things. We just have them use Milanote. Um, so that process kind of happens, and then we get to the point where they sign off and we're ready to go. And our entire go-live process is also systematized. We have a checklist that um, we have different people that are assigned to that checklist, and it goes through, you know, code review, all the stuff, uh, mm-hmm. and then for go-live. But it's it's a pro- every single customer goes through the same process no matter how much you're spending with us. I think that's crucial because, again, it sets exp- expectations more for the employees more than anything, mm-hmm. it allows us to know that it goes through the same process every time. And we have a great that's, morning. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's. I think that's so important, right? You want to. I mean, um. Well, you know, we both know Brian Castle. Uh, he'll be on the show later this year. But uh, one of the things he said is, is when you're doing, especially productized services. But you know, when you're doing work, you want it to be predictable. You want to be able to say, "I'm going to do this in this amount of time." Uh, I suspect, you know, one thing that I might worry about, right, is you said eight weeks, the other agency said five months. Were you worried that the the client was going to say, why is there such a difference? Like, like, why does it take them so much longer? Well, the funny thing is they were speaking for me because we're partners. Uh, they do, yeah, uh. they do like billboards and uh, print media. So we partner okay. together. They were speaking for me because it takes them five months when they're, when we're building, we do some white label work for them. Yeah. When they're doing okay. a website, it takes them five months because they take forever with everything. Yeah. You know, they don't. Um, and we, we do talk to, um, we do talk to our clients. That's again, we're not for everybody. We are for somebody who, is basically looking for guidance along the way of building their website. So we're not copywriters, right? So we have mm-hmm. we have two options. We're not going to copyright for you. You can copyright or we can recommend somebody to work with. We have a recommended list of people, but we're not going to write it for you. We only offer the services that um, some people are full service agencies. We do the part that we do really well. So when I say eight weeks, when you come to me, you're going to have your copy ready. 
We're not yeah. going to start that process while you're, we can, we can do everything, but it's eight weeks from that day that you give us. So we're not going to start the process until you have those things ready. So it helps the client um, get their stuff in gear, you know, because I, mean? yeah. yes. <laughs> I think that's one of the big things. I learned the hard way that I'd spend months waiting for content, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. just, I would spend months and they're like, oh, can you design something so we can see it? Okay, so we do that and then it sit for weeks. And so so that is, we are we're fast build because we have all these things in place that you must have ready before you, before you start. We're coming up on time. We didn't really touch on uh, employee onboarding. I don't know if you have any quick tips for that or any automations. Yes, for I that. do. Just use yeah. Gusto. <laughs> Yeah, Gusto. Yeah, that's Gusto. This is this is great. Uh, another full disclosure: Gusto is a former. Oh, really? Sponsor. No idea. Yeah. So this is this is great. Um, yeah, they they sponsored at the end of season seven. So um, definitely check them out. I'm sure you can find a link somewhere on how I built that. It, but just use Gusto. Um, I love <laughs> it, that. It really so, has changed everything. So yeah. As we end here, I want to ask you uh, for a piece of advice and then a trade secret, as I often do. What's maybe like one or two things that somebody, if a freelancer or a small business owner who's not automating anything right now, what do you recommend they start with first? So, Joe, I think the thing that you should consider automating or processizing is the thing that you spend the most time doing. So if you spend a lot of time in your business onboarding clients and you find yourself sending emails back and forth, start with your onboarding process. If you find it, it's the offboarding process that you are, it takes you four months to get a client out of your system because they keep asking questions, you know that you need to uh, provide better offboarding documents. So I think it's, I don't think there's one answer. I think it's, you know, you have to look at your individual situation, but it's the thing that you can, that you do over and over again. And the other thing is the thing that you get the most questions about, if your client's not clear, you're not doing a good job with that process. So sit back, write that process out, come up with some, some ways that you could automate, um, you know, zaps are your friend, um, you know, use those all day. And if you're bringing on employees, Look at your employees and, and the questions that they ask over and over again um, and start there. Awesome. I love that. So start with what you do the most. Sit back and write the process out. I think this was really important. In uh, summer of 2018, I started automating, um, especially a lot of the podcasting stuff that I do. I realized that I was manually doing things that robots could do. Uh, so I wrote out my whole guest onboarding process and now Zapier and Calendly basically take care of that whole thing for me. Um, and Zaps are your friend. I will link to Zapier in the show notes if if by some chance you have never heard of it. It's amazing. Uh, both that and IFTTT. Uh, but IFTTT is more like smart home sort of device stuff. Um, this is great. Uh, Shannon, thank you so much for coming on the show. I need to ask you uh, my favorite question, which is, do you have any trade secrets for us? That's a great question. And I thought about what I was going to say. And um, I think my my biggest secret is when it comes to employees. Um, I have found that growing my company, that looking for employees who don't always have the skill that you want, but have the personality traits that you need for your company. I have taken people who are not necessarily in this space um, have never 
been in WordPress, have never looked at a website um, that have worked at Target, but they're the most amazing employee. Every time I go there, I'm like, yeah, I need to have her. So I think my success, uh, my team is I have like such a wonderful group of people. And I think going out and find people that fit your culture that you can train and don't be afraid to do that. I think sometimes we're so afraid that people don't have the credentials that we want them to, um, that we don't hire them. But if they have the personality, the work ethic, and they're going to be a company culture match, do it. I love that. I could not agree more, right? Skills can be taught. Skills often need to be taught, right? Like I got out of school with a master's degree in software engineering and I still needed to be trained on my first job. Like I knew how to program, but I didn't know how a particular company did it. So um, I think that's super important. Such a great, such a great trade secret. Uh, I wrote it in the notes as when it comes to employees, you can develop the skills. So you should look for the personality traits. Absolutely. 100%. Awesome. Uh, that'll be the tweetable. Shannon, this is this has been great. Where can people find you? I am on, where am I? Where can they find me? <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> That's it. Um, Shannon T. Schaefer um, and LinkedIn. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> All right. And, and, and hopefully coming I, to a word camp near you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So uh, definitely follow Shannon on Twitter. Uh, I will link Twitter and LinkedIn and everything we talked about in the show notes over at How I Built It. Shannon, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much to Shannon for joining us today. I thought this was a great episode. I love her story and I love all of the tools that she told us about. Uh, I definitely am going to check out Dubsado for sure. I think what she talks about, especially about systematizing their process, is uh, incredibly important for really anybody who's doing this sort of work. Um, and, and she went over the benefits great, so I don't want to you know, kind of rehash all of that. But I will say that putting systems in place for me has made me more efficient. Uh, and in a field where time is money and money is the, or, uh, time is the only thing you can't get back, uh, I think having a good system in place is important. So thanks again to Shannon for that. Uh, all of the links that we talked about, uh, all of the tools and the extra resources can be found over at howibuilt.it slash 155. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors for this week. They are Text Expander and FreshBooks, two tools that I use every single day in my business. So be sure to check them out as well. If you liked this episode, be sure to like and subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to learn more about uh, my online courses over at creatorcourses.com, you can get a free PDF that tells you five tools to help you build websites faster. Talking about efficient processes and tools. Uh, you can find those again over at the show notes, uh, uh, howibuilt.it slash 155. Thank you so much for listening and spending part of your day with us over here at How I Built It. And until next time, get out there and build something. <laughs>